I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Hello. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do Sitting in a row at 10 o'clock in the morning, drinking icy cold Bohemia style beer. My beer, my beer, my beautiful beer. Beer. This drink, I like it. Zelda. It's time for a beer. 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 Beer, 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 beer. Oh my God, this is delicious. We're back, baby. Sit down, grab a stubby. It's time for a beer. Back for another season. We're starting with an absolute bang. Average more goals than Eddie. Average more goals than Cyril. Average more goals than Luke Bruce. Average more goals than Steve Milne. Don't know that one as fact, but I think it could possibly be true. But it's time for a beer. Mark LaCroix. Before we do get started, please jump on the site or whatever you do. Give it a rating. Review it. Five stars. Just give it a click. Write a comment. Uh, I've appreciated all the DMs I've received about being a fat, lazy prick and this podcast taking too long to come back. But we're back. Before we start, Mark the Craft, Rangeford Maddington. Thank you very much again for the sponsorship. Incredible people down there. If you want a car, pop in. Cam, Morgs, they'll set you up. They'll hook you up with any sort of Ford. If you're struggling with a guy or a girl, I'm telling you, it's a home run. The wife has a twinkle in her eye every time I get out of the ute. Ho, ho, ho. Here we go. Mark the Craft. This Sharon has his DNA all over it. It's time for a beer with Mark the Crap. Right. Ooh, ah, Mark the Crap. Ooh, ah, that was a, that was the team song from the Cheer Squad there for a while, wasn't it? That, oh, I paid those those people to rock up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. The um, let's put that down a little bit. Um, yeah, mate. Now this today, I'm sure you've listened to all the episodes, and you know it's time for a beer. We just sit down, have a beer. I know you're a, you're a Frenchman. You're called the Frenchman. The best I could steal from uh, the, the work fridge was an Italian Peroni. So uh, that's all we're going with today. But uh, good enough for you, I suppose. I'm not fussy, mate. I'll, uh, I'll drink the Peroni. Uh, happy, <laughs> happy with the Italians. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. You actually offered me a water if I didn't want the beer, mate. But I've got to go the... Got to go the beer. Well, I got you the water there too, just in case you need it. But, uh, mate, what literally we're going to talk about is starting Cervantes and then and work your way through to uh, now being part-time back at the footy club where you, you cut your teeth. So... Savannah's mate, what was it like? What were you like up there? It's a, for those that don't listen, that don't know where Savannah's is, what it'd be a couple of hours north of Perth. Yeah, mate, it's, um, two hours north of Perth. Uh, I grew up just the son of a cray fisherman. Yeah, uh, my old man played a bit of footy for East Fremantle. He played in a flag there. Did he? Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Um, so I grew up wanting to play for yeah. East Frio, coming through the ranks, and my brother was five years older than me, so we just basically kicked the footy. Um, out the front, if you've ever been to Savannah's, you'll know there's not much not much to do there other than it's, kick the footy. So. It's funny, I had a gig got to go up to in Geraldton the other day and, and on air we're like, oh, what should I do on the way home? Because I had to drive home. I finished work at nine, the flight leaves at 8.55. Yeah. So I caught the four and a half hour driving in and I was like, look, mate, you know, stop in at Dongra and then stop in at Savannah's and do I said, yeah, yeah, good idea, good idea. I fucking flew straight down the middle of the road and did not stop at anything. So Savannah's didn't grab me, but um, it's just a fishing village. How big is it? Oh, mate, there's probably about two or 300 people. Is that it? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tourist isn't there footy team. Now. Isn't mate. there footy team, the gun team? Yeah, well, I, I sort of caught the, the front end of that when I came through. My first year at Colts, I was playing yeah. Colts on permits because I wanted to go back and play a second game on the weekend. Yeah, for, right. For Savannah's and... Um, so I played in a 2003 premiership, but they won about 18 of, of 23 flags. Oh, really? Up there. Yeah. So your brother, did your brother play a fair bit of footy up there? Because he was at North Melbourne for yeah. a period of time. And I did put out in the socials, what should I ask, Lekka, da 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 and there was a trend or whatever. But a lot came through saying your brother was more talented than you. That's definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been his mates. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably him. Um, I, uh, I Apparently my granddad was the best footy, footy mm-hmm. player in the family. He... He played in that same league up there and he kicked 23 goals in one game and Did then he? a couple of weeks later kicked 25. Jesus. So a lot of the old guys around 90 come up and say, oh, you're a good footballer, but you're not as good not as, as good your granddad. Not as good as your granddad. Well, how many goals did you kick? Oh, we'll get to the yesterday night, but is that the most you ever kicked in a in a game or did you pop through more as a youngster somewhere? No, mate, I was a, I was a late developer as, yeah. a, as a kid. Like, I had a right You, you still look like a scrawny yeah. little runt, but anyway. <laughs> I was a chubby, chubby little kid and um, I sort of didn't really get – Half decent at footy till I sort of got to about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. So twelve's still the most I've I've kicked in a, in a game. Ask me. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Not is like we're right. No, no, no. This is true. This is true as shit. Uh, we had a guy who was leading the goal kicking for an opposing team, and it was the last game of the round. And my mates didn't want him to win, and I was the closest to him. So I went to full forward. And remember that night Fev got stuck on 99 yeah. and Carlton were running backwards away from the goals to try and get it to you? Well, the opposition didn't like the bloke either. So they let me kick 17 to pip him. <laughs> they, they, honestly, I did nothing. Like They were running backwards and chipping it to me. And the guy from Wyung was like, oh, I've won the leading goal kicking. And the Lindeno and my boys were like, not on our watch, you didn't. <laughs> there, we snipped him. Just, and it, honestly, the cheapest day you've ever seen. Like, got off the ground. I was embarrassed. It was shocking. They all count, mate. No, no, well, they didn't. It was as bad <laughs> and as embarrassing as you've ever seen. But um, so, Savannah, he's down to West Perth. Colts? Yeah, well, my brother, like I said, he was five years older than me. Yeah. He went to East Frio. Yeah. And I mentioned I was a late developer. Was there a father-son? Is yeah, that what got well, him there? Yeah. Yeah, so he... Um, he went down there. He was even later developing yeah. than me. So he played a year of Colts and then the next year went into the Resies and actually got cut um, going into the finals. Yeah, right. And so he made the move. We had a house in Mindari, which is up in West Perth zone, and he made the move up there and ended up getting drafted probably yeah. a couple of years later and I just followed him down to West Perth. Do you love West Perth? Love the Falcons. You still like it, don't you? I love them, yeah. Yeah, the Cardies, mate. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> part of the the... The bad thing about West Coast aligning with East Perth yeah. over that period of time was um, that's the, like West Perth's main rival. Well, that was the part I didn't understand coming from Melbourne was um, certain players were like, I don't want to play for East Perth. I, I've got, I just don't want to do it. And you were like, just just play and get a kick and fucking play seniors. But the passion in the waffle is so much different than what I was used to over in the VFL where players like you, I think the Hams... Hamsy retired. Hamsy retired, so he'd have to play for East Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a crazy situation. So you were drafted out of uh, West Perth, pick 37-04 draft. Yeah. Who was around you? Who? What WA boys? Uh, so I was Buddy. Buddy was in that draft. Oh, Franklin draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, Mitch Morton was – he had big raps. He yep. went father-son to, to West Coast. It was their first pick. Um, and then out of Victoria, we had Matt Rosa. Um but oh, I can't remember who else. Harry O'Brien, those sort of players yep. um, were in that draft. Uh, so pick 37, was that a slide or someone that was a good get? I actually thought I was going to Adelaide at yeah. pick, pick 24 um, and then went to the draft camp and probably didn't perform as well <laughs> as uh, yeah, What part got you? Oh, mate, just about all of it. I was good at uh, – my agility was good, but then yeah. – um, Well, I don't look at agility too much, no. I don't think. It's like the plus one. It was um, – but Nathan Van Berlo, who yeah. was my, my teammate at West Perth at the time, absolutely blitzed the beep test in mm-hmm. the 2K, um, and they ended up taking him. But they had tw- pick 28 as well, um, and I thought, well, I'm a chance to go 28, yeah. but I suppose me and VB were – Fairly similar to size and everything. They went with a key position player that played maybe one game. Yeah, so. Nathan Van Berla, I still remember Adelaide did recovery in his first year, I reckon, at my school. And because we were boarders, um, we just thought we didn't meet AFL players. So we went and watched and did you know showed them around the school or whatever where they were doing their recovery. And they said to us in his first year, Van Berla is going to captain this club. We haven't seen a more impressive person come through. And like he must have had raps on him all over. Yeah, mate, he was – well, he's clever as well, yeah. you know. Like he was a, he was studying rocks, or, as you can tell that I'm not yeah. as clever as him, but he was like a scientist or something yeah, at yeah. the time. And he was actually the captain, and I think I was vice-captain of that Colts side, so. Did yeah. you win the flag? No, nah, mate, no. yeah, mate, finals. I don't Did see. you play any league, Waffle? Played three games, I think, before, yeah. I, before I got drafted after the State 18. So. Yeah. The, um, so you get drafted, 34 West Coast now. Looking back at West Coast, it was a pretty tumultuous time, um, that period. First two years, years weren't <laughs> Yeah, no, well, f- very fruitful. But in terms of off-field, you're a young bloke from the country, um, West Perth, newly drafted, obviously saw West Coast and, and Freo at the time as, you know, how good's AFL footy. Were you oblivious to what was going on around you at the time? Yeah, oh, yeah. My first couple of years, yeah, um, particularly like my first season of footy, I was pretty – Straight down the line, just yeah. wanted to play. And you'd hear rumours and no way that's going on. Yeah. Um, fair to say that Mad Monday was a, yeah, <laughs> a bit of an eye opener. <laughs> it was, um, I mean, as a youngster, I didn't get brought into yeah. any of that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty It was pretty wild. Like, we, yeah, we had a good time those first couple of years. But, yeah, it was Mad Monday. The pool table ended upside down. Yeah. Nizzy threatening to sack blokes left, right and centre and yeah. crazy times. Um, so you, you go on now. I remember being in Melbourne at the time 
it always say, you know, West Coast midfield was, um, you know, Juddy, Curry, Cars, Coxie, Embley, Fletcher. Unbelievable. But their criticism was always they didn't have forwards. You know, little Matera, uh, Lynchy, Hanson was a good player at, at times. But in round, around 22, 2006, the year they won it, you kicked five goals four in the last round of the year. How close were you to playing in that grand final? Oh, to be honest, there was a, never a biggest fall from grace over that two-week period. <laughs> it was. Um, You've had nine scoring shots in the in the last round, leading into finals with the favourites to win the flag. So I'll I'll, I'll get you to that point. Yeah, I couldn't break into the side to save myself um, over that back half of the year. I was out of contract. Yeah, um, and my waffle games before that game, I. We played East Perth. I had 35 and kicked seven goals, five. <laughs> couldn't get Still a couldn't get in. I was filthy. And, and the following week, I had 30 and kicked eight goals, too. <laughs> and I think I was emergency. And I was like, well, there's my career done yeah. at West Coast. They, if they, that's not going to get you, nothing is. And then, so I think emergency. And then I remember cracking it. And Summer sort of came and, and cooled me down. And then, yeah, I got that game at Richmond, five goals, four. So I was in the hottest form of my life. Yeah. And then... Got a new contract that week. Rising stars up and about, and <laughs> Craig Bolton from Sydney. Oh, good player! Yeah, in the in the first final, I think I touched the ball twice. <laughs> he was a good player, wasn't he? <laughs> I remember <laughs> the glove. I remember going into the um, coach's office after that and sort of asking the question, "Am I any chance of playing this week?" <laughs> and I got shut down pretty quickly. So gave me the answer. That yeah. <laughs> oh mate, and I've never gone anywhere near playing a good game of footy, but. You would have been walking around WA, a young guy, blonde hair, tanned, dropping nine scoring shots at the age of 20 in the best team in the competition to an absolute feather duster seven days later. Oh, and you know what Perth's like, mate. It's not like I was getting my tyres pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're not, no shit. When I first moved over in an intra- uh, a practice game against Fremantle out at Joondalup, uh, played, played okay, Back page of the paper, yeah. The X Factor. And I was like, holy shit. It's good when it's going good, Jeez, mate. I really let him down in the end. <laughs> oh. um, mate, so you go through and you, you play along. You've, you've had an outstanding run at it. Um, and then you start going 60 goals, 50 goals, 50 goals virtually. You do your knee. Uh, do, you, do you feel like the knee came at just a shit time for you? I know any knee's a shit knee, but you were really at the peak of your powers, weren't you? Yeah, I, I was. I was really probably going into my prime. Um, I was playing the best footy, like you said. I, I was probably playing the the best footy, individual footy of yeah. my career. And you could do that at times with the individual yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I, I actually don't blame um, the the – sort of up and down form after that on my knee. I think I came back from that knee in as good a spot as I possibly could have been. Um, but that first round one game was against Freo. And I think yeah. I, coming back from a knee, I think I touched the ball maybe, I don't know, 12, 13 times mm. and kicked two goals. And I was I was like, right, I'm, I'm good to go on. here. Yep. And I broke my arm. That's it, right. So I broke my arm in round one um, and I had surgery um, straight after that. And because I'd missed the year before that, I was in a rush to get back. Yeah. And they put two plates in it and the surgeon sort of said, mate, you're good to go. As soon as the pain's gone, you can keep playing. So we had Wusher as a coach who he would, he would be like, all right. Well, if if you you're play, good, you're good, yeah. You're good. So he made me – He said, I went in two weeks later and said, I think I can go. And he said, you can do 10 push-ups, you can, you can play. Yeah. So I, I gritted my teeth. You got the 10 it, out? Yeah. Did it hurt? Can you remember? Or yeah, you, yeah oh, it hurt, yeah. It, it hurt, but it felt – Felt weak, but it was strong. But um, what I, they didn't take into account is every time I got thrown to the ground, it would bend a little bit. So yeah. At the end of the year, my arm was still broken. So that sort of that lingered. How many arm breaks did you do? You, I yeah. broke it again the next year. Yeah. At the end of the plate, so. Because uh, I remember one day you got reported for um, <laughs> sniping someone, <laughs> a flat out snipe, and you said, "Yeah, the arm. I just can't tackle very well anymore." But you just coat hanging someone and said, "Your arm's too sore." It was a good excuse after that. Yeah, it worked. You, you got reported a couple of times, didn't you? Yeah, I think uh, the hip and shoulder. Yeah, that's was, right. It was the hip and shoulder. Yeah. You didn't tackle. You just stormed someone. I jumped a little bit as well. Yeah. I think it got me in trouble. But yeah. I think I'm probably three incidents after that. Where yeah. I went hip and shoulder before the tackle. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, the 12 goals that night, I remember playing and getting off and checking my phone again. 12 goals of football against, uh, goals against Essendon. What was that night like? Because we don't see it very often. Uh, obviously, Bud kicked 13 one day. But prior to that, there's not much, and maybe back to Matthew Lloyd days, he might have kicked 12 or something, but like 
12 goals. It, it was 10 years ago. The night, the night, how'd it pan out? Mate, I, I remember going into the night pretty stressed out. Yeah. Because um, Essendon were, were pretty hard to play against. Yeah. Um, and we were finishing last that year. So we had a shocker. Um, and, it, you know, I wasn't stressed out for very long. I kicked four in the yeah. first quarter. And, um, who, who went to you? I, th- I had a mixture, but yeah. I, I had Heath Hocking for a little bit. Um, I tell the boys Dustin Fletcher was on me. Yeah, the, glo- yeah, yeah, yeah. the glove had me. Yeah. The inspector gadget. But I had seven at half time, and I walked in and I was up and about. I was pretty much telling Talking everyone. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And went and sat in the in the rooms to to go out and looked at the team board after that. And Wusha had me on a wing. What? <laughs> oh, mate. I was like, mate, is Wusha watching the same game I'm watching? <laughs> if I kicked seven, I had seven yeah. kicks. What's happening? I was I was filthy. Yeah. I, I was thinking, mate, I'm in for a big day here, and. As he quickly come and said, you know, start on a wing and then float forward. And right. Got me a goal about 30 seconds in, so I was back on it. 12 goals, though. It came late. Did you kick 12-2? 12-2. I missed one in the goal square as well, yeah. And you got split open as well. Did you have a tape around the noggin that night? Yeah. That's another thing that cost me a couple, I reckon. <laughs> Summer, <laughs> so you would have kicked 20. Summer's kicked four, uh, 13 is his mm. record. And and I'd, I had 10, I reckon, when I split my head open. Yeah. And he's kept me on the bench for the rest of the quarter. I've missed probably five minutes of the third quarter before he sent me back out there. So no, well, I I went back to that round, um, round 16, 2010, and I wanted to see what I did to see what <laughs> to see what happened. It wasn't too bad actually, so I'm I'm fine with right. twenty four to go. Oh, but awesome. no, I thought I honestly was hoping it was like six touches or something, <laughs> just to be like your night compared to my life is just so bloody different, north and south. But you've had your injuries, mate. You're kicking. So you said 12 goals too. Do you watch footy now and go, why the fuck can't they kick a drop punt? Because you were as skilled as I ever saw and as beautiful kick. Didn't handle too often, so I can't rate that. We'll put that down to the arm injuries you had. But kicking football for you just looked easy. Goal kicking just as easy. What do you make of it? And how come you were a good kick and kicking these days is a bloody shit house? The handballing thing, I always said when, when you could handball one through for six points, that's when I'd start. <laughs> yeah. but, um, that was like I used to say when you abs. If you can kick a goal with your abs, that's when I work <laughs> on a six-pack. Um, but, no, nah, in, in terms of kicking, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of it is mental, you know. Yeah. Like even doesn't matter what your form is, um, particularly in front of goals. Like I, I went through my battles at times in my career where I couldn't kick one. Yeah. Um, and my technique didn't change, so... Uh, it's practice, getting a routine, and, and then going from there. But uh, I mean, I, I get the game. I, I've only just come out of it. I understand yeah. the, the fatigue and pressures. Do you put it down to fatigue a bit? Oh, no, nah, because you got enough time. I think. And you worked hard. I remember playing on you in a couple of scratches, and you'd take the piss a little bit because you knew I only had about a minute <laughs> in me. But you worked your ass off, didn't you? You're running. Um, you're running high intensity. Running was as good as you know. Jamie Cripps was brilliant at it, and you were brilliant at it. So fatigue levels, you'd obviously be fatigued a lot of the time anyway. Yeah, and I mean that was. I suppose I had to work to my strengths. Um, I, like I said, I wasn't quick. Um, my fitness got better. But yeah, I tried to tried to. Um, Use my agility and that sort of yeah. stuff, but now nah, the kicking is ninety percent your head. And you know, did the, you have a routine? I did have a routine. What was it? Oh, it was about I think it was ten steps. Yeah, last three steps, I just made sure I had a good follow through, and I my my leg swung. You know, and if I was struggling, um, I, I sort of would play games in my head because I feel like if you had the same routine the whole time, it'd get real stale. Yeah. So one time I'd pick someone out in the crowd that I want to kick it to. Next next kick, I might say, well, I just want to kick to the right-hand side of the left goal post. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, just, I'd look at it and go, right, I've got eight metres. Just squeeze it through there if you can possibly. You you were that accurate, you were picking well, spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah I get it. You had to go small, yeah. Well, because I, I actually did some small forward research, and I know you were a little bit different than a small forward, but small forward research, Cyril Rioli played 189 games, kicked 275 goals. Eddie Betts, 331 games, 613 Hayden Ballantyne, 171, 254. You, 219, 441 goals. Your goal to game average is better than all those guys. Luke Bruce is another one who was pretty similar, but you had him covered. I mean, your ratio and goals is huge. Where does that put you in the West Coast all-time goal kickers? Uh, 441. Third, I think, at the moment. Third. Yeah. Who's in front of you? So, Jake and Summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm getting mowed down pretty quick by Jack Darling, I think. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, I tried to average two goals a game. Yeah. And that was sort of a unwritten sort of goal that I'd have in, in my career. And I was, I, you know, I walk away from the game. That's incredible two. stuff. And I, I often go into bat for Luke Bruce, too. I think people don't, don't remember. Player. He's kicked 400-odd goals himself. 
I mean, you've kicked 441 all Australian, but you mentioned JK. Uh, your relationship with JK, how's that work? Uh, it's good. I think I'm, I'm like the annoying... I'm older, but younger brother that mm-hmm. sort of gets under his skin. He's um, he's pretty easy to stir up, the big fella. So, but yeah, I mean, we've been tight. He grew up in Northampton, sort of Midwest. Did you know him as a junior, or just had that relationship because you, know, you sort of came from the same areas? No, I, I didn't know him. Um, but most of us from that area are pretty similar, like Jamie yeah. Tripps and those guys. I, I took to JK pretty quickly when um, the first When he took the first defender. <laughs> well, he used to give me the Ford 50, but no, nah, his, his first induction um, was a big night. We yeah. remember what inductions were like. He'd yeah. have a big night on the piss. And um, Jimmy Thompson, James Thompson was being a bit lippy. Oh, Tomo's yeah. son himself from yep. Nine News. Yeah. Yep. And JK snotted him. And I just <laughs> gave him one. Rocked up to the, to the club um, the next day with two black eyes and it was just like... You know, I like this. We're going to be mates, yeah. mate. The first time I ran into JK, so we were the same draft, sort of knew each other from, you know, draft camp or whatever, but not really. I was staying at Crown for my manager's Christmas party and I was rooming with Mark Murphy. So Murph had the same manager as I did and I knew Murph, same draft, da-da-da. Got to my room about 2 o'clock, opened the door. Oh, JK, not not, no connection, <laughs> sleeping in my bed. I was, yeah. I was like, y- y- you're going to get out, mate, or not? <laughs> So I, I just took off. Oh, JK just helped himself to me room for the night. Oh, he's a mad prick. But the first night I actually went out with you, Lek, um, you might not remember I do because originally I wasn't going to go out. It was Darren Glass's last um, foray. He wasn't even playing. I think he just retired. Yeah, I remember. We beat Gold Coast. Uh, and I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going out. I'm going home. Appreciate the invite, guys. And I started getting the whole, your captain's retired and you can't even front up, you fucking weak dog. You know, getting all this stuff from you guys. So we go out and Nick Nat starts going, oh, I hate going out, you know, the limelight and all this sort of shit. It's no good, fucking don't like it. Rather not go out. You know, I hate getting recognised. We walk into the, the nightclub or the, whatever it was and within 30 seconds, Nick Nat's up on the podium DJing and you started pegging blocks of ice at him <laughs> and about 30 seconds later... Off we went, Lecker out the front door, gone, me kicked out. It was a bloody good night. That I remember you, just that smart ass. You're always up to something, weren't you? That that night, I'll, I'll tell you my side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, um, yeah, it was Glassy had just retired. Yeah. And I wasn't that keen to, to get on the pitch. Yeah. And it was, a few of the numbers started dwindling. We had a function. <laughs> and I looked around and I think JK had snuck out the back door and me and him went around. Yeah, and I've looked at who was left, and I was like, "Well, who's got the least amount of willpower when it comes <laughs> to drinking this here?" And I went and tapped you on the shoulder, and I was oh. like, "Mate, you can't go. How, how often's the captain? Yeah, how often's the captain retire? That was the one who really pulled on my heartstrings. Went straight for the jugular, and yeah. got you out. And yeah, I don't think I lasted too long out, but it was. A, it and was can, a remember, can remember the next morning um, we turned up, and Cripper was in a world of pain. <laughs> he couldn't stand up to do his quad stretch and stuff like that. And Simo, then on the Monday, it was so disappointed. Like, who would go out? He was filthy. Who it? would go out? And I thought it was a question. I was sitting in the front row <laughs> and I had my hand up really high and I turned around and no one else came in behind me. I was like, shit. He was flat as a tack, wasn't he? Mate, that was, yeah. I actually remember that now. Simo was filthy. He was so it. mad. And, and he didn't get mad so often, but that time he got bloody wild at us. I reckon I could have got him though with the how often's the captain retire? <laughs> <laughs> Simo, how often's the captain retire? Um, mate, you mentioned Simo. Uh, he came over 2014 was his first season. You two had a, a relationship probably as good as anyone at the footy club. Um, yeah, he relied on you to do multiple roles. We even had a position named after you, which now I call you Spark. How, how'd you go with Simo? Yeah, mate, he was like, I, I loved Busher yeah. beforehand. Um, and, you know, I wasn't sure when Simo first got the job. Um, I spoke to my brother because he'd been at North Melbourne with him. He said mm. he's, he's, mm. he's a ripper. So um, I remember in one of the first team meetings, Simo must have watched all the vision. And like you said, I, yeah. I'd be a bit individual at times. <laughs> and I remember one of the first team meetings, he showed a clip where I ran past Curry and mm. Curry was 55 out and he, I called for the handball and I, I, at, and I had a shot and, and missed. And he's like, I don't know about this, boys. And, and I don't know if he was – I was up the back thinking, he's having a crack like, to, to not be hungry here. So I wasn't sure how it was going to kick off. But, um, I mean, after that, he's one of the great teachers mm. um, in footy. And I suppose I was sort of getting to that stage where I was just desperate for team success. And Would have think 06 was when you finally win one, 12 years later. Like, it's amazing how time – 
it went disappears. Yeah, and you, and the the career just starts. You know, you start yeah. seeing the end of it. So I was desperate to do whatever I could for the team and um, change my role up. Longy was pretty good for me um, yeah. in that sense as well. And yeah, like you said, I was there was multiple roles. I ended up playing for the team, which you know might not have got. As much limelight as what my first half of the career did, but I was, you know, I was pretty happy with that end. Well, it wasn't a bad role. You just used to go to yeah. stoppages whenever you wanted. Like, it wasn't the shittest role. Mate, I used to tag. So, come on, fair go. You literally just went inside a stoppage and ran off whenever you wanted. If, yeah, if my man was playing me too tight, I'd just run up the stoppage and he'd leave me, leave me and let me go. I could get a couple of touches. Who, who was your toughest defender? Well, Craig Bolton. Yeah. Is that, did you only ever play him once and that was it? <laughs> oh, no, I played on him every time I played Sydney. Yeah, right, I okay. straight to me. So, I, mate, I went through a period where I could not get a goal again. I think it took me about eight or nine years to kick a goal. To kick a goal Sydney. in Swannies. <laughs> yeah, so it was he was he was difficult and a few of the few of the other guys. But, I mean, the game changed from being one-on-one defenders um, in my first half of my career to then team defence. So Geelong... Hawthorne, all those guys that yeah. roll off other guys and, and come across and yeah. help out, they were, they were difficult. The um, I remember Kyle Cheney one day made a comment to me saying, geez, look, Ray, he's sexy. He has to be the sexiest bloke in the competition. <laughs> and then for the game, you kept telling Cheney who was playing behind, stop looking at my ass, Cheney, stop <laughs> looking at my ass. <laughs> he was like, at the end of the game, he was like, I was just perving at his ass. I couldn't help it in the end because he kept saying, stop looking at me ass. Oh, mate, I remember that. You gave me some good dirt on some of those guys. Yeah, well, Taylor Dray's another one who slid into DMs and said, mate, just can you apologise to Mark Lacroix? I'm not that big a dickhead. Did, did Taylor, do you even know who Taylor Dray is? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Did he have a crack at you? Yeah, he had a crack at me. I, I think I had a, a few words back at him. Yeah. I, I actually mouthed off to him when we beat him in the pre- uh, uh, No, the first the final. first final, yeah. And didn't work out too well. <laughs> he came back. But he, he came, I think he was subbing the grand final and he came out and yeah, was lipping. mouthing off in the, in the last quarter and I had nothing. But it was, yeah, yeah other than, fuck up, you're a sub. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> saying to a sub one day, I remember saying, did you get the medal or did you get the ribbon? Which part of it do you get as the sub? And then you think, why would I even say that? Like, we're losing. We, we've got no chance of winning this game of football. Yeah. So, yeah, the bloody sub. So, Taylor did say, I'm not a prick. Apologies. I'm actually not that bad a person. That came from him. I don't concur with it, but I take <laughs> it. <laughs> no, nah, were you a lipper or not really? I mouthed off a little bit, yeah. In, in general, yeah. Yeah, in general. Well, JK never said anything, so yep. I felt the need to get stuck <laughs> to into his Yeah, man. right. And he ha- he hated it because he yeah. felt that his man would always try a little bit Lift, harder. Yeah. Like, he would give me death stares if ever I'd say, oh, you're getting an absolute <laughs> yeah. And I used to spray the umpires a little bit yeah. um, as well. And like, if they'd stuff a bounce up or something like that, you're the worst bounce in the competition. Oh, you would. No wonder you didn't poll. Did you poll well? Never polled. Never polled. Never, yeah. yeah, never polled. And I should have polled. No. <laughs> <laughs> never polled in any games. But, um, yeah, I, I mouthed off, yeah, a little bit. The uh, one part of football after a game is often we have the, you know, recovery stuff. Is it true? Now, you used to spin this yarn all the time that you couldn't go in the ice bins. Uh, I was allergic to it. Yeah, how could you be allergic <laughs> to cold water? I don't know. Is it true? Because Brad Hill runs with the same stuff. Yeah, smart. I reckon about six of the West Coast boys did after I yeah, did. Yeah, well, but what happens? Uh, I, so this is true. You actually have an issue having ice beans. You're allergic to them. Yeah, allergic. So I would – my first half of my career I was fine, but I, I hated recovery. Mm. I had mm. – um, so it probably became less believable when it actually happened, but I'd jump out of the ice beans one day and I said, wherever I was in the water was just a big rash of welts and – I remember standing there, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? And Matt Pritters looked at me and he goes, oh, I know what that is. You're allergic to cold water. My brother-in-law's And Pritt would know because he bloody researches that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, his brother-in-law had it. So I was pretty, I'm was i the first bloke to be happy about it yeah. because <laughs> I, for the past four years of my um, career, I'd never did ice bins, never even I, – I, I'd used it to get out of jumping in the ocean and stuff for, for, for recoveries as well. So mm. – and then – I went and spoke to But you enjoy stuff. the ocean and stuff. Like yeah, you I'll surf and, you know, obviously fish all the time. Yeah, But, but the <laughs> ice bin was just a fraction too cold, was it? Yeah, no. It was the, but I went and spoke to the physio as well yeah. and he goes, oh, to be honest, it's not the ice that recovers you anyway. It's just the, the compression of the water. So just go jump in the normal water. But which physio was that? Cove. Or no, oh, physio, sports science. Sports science. Yeah. So why would I do ice bins for 11 years? I know. And he had us, he had us all going. So there you oh. go. Well, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the compression stuff. Um, mate, you've, uh, you, so we're talking about fishing. Now, yeah, 
I remember when you said you got a commercial fishing license and all that sort of business. Um, I thought that literally just meant you got on the website, fisheries.com or some shit, and said, yeah, I want to go fishing, I'll buy the $8 license. But you're actually a fisherman. Oh, well, or commer- yeah, well, yeah. like you said, we, we um, have commercial fishing licences and stuff because my old man's a cray fisherman yeah. and that still, so, and my brother, so... So when, when you say that, so I'm allowed to get how many crays is just a hillbilly in Perth? I'm allowed to get eight or something? Is eight. that eight a day? Yeah. Yeah. So the cray fishing's different. Like, that's all quota and stuff like that if you... Yeah. I won't go into it because it'll bore you, but, yeah. So family's been in that for maybe 40-odd years, but then... There's also a fishing licence that we, we had that um, there came a closure in where it was like in our off-season. Mm. So we couldn't fish recreationally when the season finished. So the only way around that was to buy a commercial fishing licence yeah. so in my off-season I could continue to fish for all the, the good fish over here. So Yeah. Are they expensive? Oh, not really. No. Nah. Well, you need, it's expensive because you need the boat and everything. Yeah, of we course. We already have that, so... Well, the boat. So you got a cray boat uh, up in Savannies, but you've also got a boat in Perth now. <laughs> How did you come across this boat? This is, I don't know the answer, but I've seen it on Instagram a shitload. Did you pay for it, or was it given to you? No, it's not not given to me. As a retirement gift to myself, mate. No, yeah. yeah we'll talk about retirement gifts. So you hurt your wrist. Yeah. I hurt my wrist. Same injury. You got a payout. <laughs> I didn't get a penny. Same injury, mate. It wasn't much of a payout. It was barely worth it. <laughs> at, at least you can continue to play if you didn't get it. I've got career ending. I'm not allowed to even play a game. <laughs> at least I can continue <laughs> to play. Where's my fat ass going to turn up? Christ. Country footy leagues, mate. You can do it. Oh, right. It. I'm going to get the 250 bucks a game. Cool. <laughs> you beauty. Thanks, mate. You're sitting on, You're sitting on a boat. It's got all the bells and whistles. I wish it was enough to pay for that. Oh, so you go out there a fair bit, don't you? You love it. The kids love it too. Yeah, oh, the kids actually get seasick. So, oh, do they? Yeah, I, I took them out, had the got the new boat and everything, and they spewed up the first couple of times. So oh. that's all right. I can just go out on my own. Yeah, <laughs> we've tried that. You stay at home, man. Uh, how is the family? Yeah, mate, they're good. Three kids now, so um, so I've got two. Yeah, and I find it hard. Yeah. Does it get harder at three, or do they sort of morph into one? No, nah, it gets harder. Yeah, oh, you go from Andrew Emily put it a, a good way. He said, "You get, first kid." You know, you can sort of hand over easy. Second kid's uh, man-on-man defence. Yep. Third kid, you got to run on zone. You're so zoning. It's, yeah, it's difficult. And for me, my first two kids were in my footy days, so I yeah. was basically sending them in the other room if there was a noise. And yeah, last one's only about 10 months old. So, mate, I've been doing a fair bit of the heavy lifting. Hands-on. Yeah, it's been difficult. But what about the other day, Ted, uh, my two-and-a-half-year-old. So I was playing a game with him and, you know, I kept saying, like, what do we say? And, like, a chant, you know, to annoy mum or something. You know, <laughs> what do we say? I need chocolate. Or, you know, something or other. And I kept, we kept, I kept saying, what do we say, Ted? And you'd say something. Anyway, I, was, I said to Em, I said, listen, this Em, this is going to be a good one. What do we say, Ted? He goes, fucking oath. I said, oh, my God. Where did that come from? Mate, no I can t- tell you where it goes. Oh, no, I, I try not to use foul language at all at home. But now he's like, "Don't you said the F word, don't say the F word. Even when I haven't said it, I'm like, mate, you just brainwashed this kid about this F word. But, yeah, he dropped that one and now no longer do I say, what do we say, Ted? It's just, don't ever say it again, buddy. <laughs> uh, mate, you finished up. You went to, you know, you dilly-dallied around. Uh, long he got you to Frio. Yeah. What was that? It obviously didn't work because of COVID. It sort of fizzled out, I assume. What was the role at Frio? What was the plan for the role? Yeah, it was the shortest coaching career in the history of the AFL, that one. it's um, So long you got the job, come down and just basically wanted me to come down and help out with the forward line. So yeah. forward craft, it was sort of half a day a week. It was right up my alley. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Half a day a week? Half a day, mate. Oh, that is right up your alley. It's yeah. like when I said, Lecky, you got time to come in this week? Any time? He goes, yeah, Monday Arvo. It was literally the day after. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty flexible. Life, <laughs> but, um, so it was good. And, yeah. But the, the Frio, th- nobody hated Frio more than me yeah. in my footy career. But, um, I, you know, I put that down to how my career ended. I sort of walked away with um, good memories. So anyway, I went down there. I was pretty tight with Longy and yeah, yeah did the Ford stuff it lasted maybe five or six weeks and I enjoyed it you know they're all good blokes and yeah uh, but yeah as soon as COVID happened that was that was all she wrote which is disappointing because someone like Luke Hodge for example was the Brisbane you would go into Brisbane and, and help out and it was, it was, I'm sure there's examples of people like you all around the league who just got cut because COVID they've run and just end up getting cut which is which is disappointing but you've now rolled back to where where the heart is you're back at West Coast yeah mate so just 
going down there and similar thing, just helping out where I can. And it's fle- that's really flexible that gig. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it feels good to go down back to the old club and that you know like. It, the first couple of years, I didn't because of COVID, I was seeing no one. Yeah, you know, like oh, I was flat because all my mates and that were all locked up. You would have been the same. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you just end up drinking piss at home on the couch, like texting. Mate, you're not wrong. Em's asked me now, say, can you just have a night or two where you don't? Yeah. And I do that, so don't worry, people out there. There's no real issue. There's a slight issue, <laughs> but eventually she'll go. Well, did you have beers every day? And I'll just go back to the furthest. I said, Nah. Remember Monday and Tuesday there was no beers, so Thursday, Friday's all good. But you do. You sit at home and there's nothing to do. You got your kids running around, which is good. You know, jump on the trampoline or pool or whatever. But you just end up having a beer. Well, you know the aim of kids once it gets to like school pick up and that it's get the kids in bed as quick as you can yeah. so, and once you do it was yeah i was finding myself the group chats and you know all my mate like i said it was just sit at home yeah piss and annoy me mates so. yeah a hundred percent so now what are you doing at west coast i'm basically <laughs> just kicking the footies out <laughs> <laughs> and you still be that pain in the ass too and go oh jk reckon i can hit watermelon in the head yeah. <laughs> and bang <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Yeah, so running the water. Nah, doing just doing a little bit of stuff with the forward line. But yeah. yeah. Now, you've obviously, you know, as we mentioned, all Australians leading goal kickers at the club, 400 goals. But 2018, uh, what a year for you. 2015, close. 2018, you get it. it run us through the year, but then especially the day, how you felt, um, yeah, confidence levels, who you had, uh, and then obviously what happened after. Yeah, so... 2018, I sort of went into it. I feel pretty good. My, like my year, first half of my year started all right. Yeah. And then you mentioned that wrist injury, and it was, it wasn't wasn't a nice injury. I come out of the game not knowing what it was. Um, I actually had a media guy ring me up and yeah. tell me how bad it was. How did he know? I don't know. Because I, I, I went to the doctor after the game. I was like, why is my wrist clicking? Yeah. And it wasn't sore. Does it still click? No, nah, because I had uh. I had an operation, but. Um, so I walked away from that. Two days later, a media guy rang me and said, "Was it skate, scaphoid lunate off the top of my head?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's like the ACL of your wrist, and it doesn't heal because no blood gets there or some shit. No. Nah. Yeah. And so I busted the the main ligament. Yeah. There it was all loose, um, and I had a call from him, and he said, "Mate, it's like a ten week injury." Yeah. And I knew the doctor said nothing to me, so I rang him up, filthy. And um, anyway, I saw the specialist and you would know um, what they're like. And he, he basically told me, I'm not going to play again. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's all over. Yeah. No more. So, and I felt all right. Like, I felt like oh, I might have another year in me. Mm. Um, so after that, I was like, well, career's over almost. And he said, if you're playing rugby or whatever, we'd send you out there, see how you go. And yeah, um, my first training session was the most painful thing. <laughs> I could not even... Hold the footy without it like popping out. Yeah, and it's crazy, isn't it? I didn't know how I was going to do it. Yeah, um, and spoke to Martin Nikoski who had the same injury. He'd end up fusing his wrist, um, but um, so basically it was just hanging there if I can because the side was going so well. And yeah. he sort of said, "You got to have a crack." And, and there was a wave, wasn't it, for West Coast? Like it was the home ground was there. Now your pumping teams it was fast footy. Right up your alley. Like, it was hang on for dear life because you knew there was gravy at the end. Yeah, mate. So I basically would just lock the wrist up with, with strapping. I couldn't tackle, yeah. which I wasn't very good at anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that had happened to me in my first year, so I had an excuse. Yeah, it was like the Iceman's. It was a good excuse. Yeah. It, All of a sudden, there's 18 blokes at West Coast with a, uh, a scaphoid injury yeah. or a scaphoid lunate, whatever that ligament is. But So I, anyway, I had a couple of up and down games yeah. where the form wasn't great, but Simo... Found a role to, to slot me in. And he'd always back in because I reckon he knew on your day it was – Yeah. If it clicked, yeah. it and was good. So he basically had a role where I could come up to the stoppage, yeah. clog up a bit of space for the opposition and then work from there, mate. Dart so, back, yeah. Um, like I said, I had a couple of up and down games and a couple of goals here and there, but going into the granny, I was like basically shot and it was yeah. get, let's just get through this game and, and hope that we win and – um, yeah, luckily, and then we won, and I felt like I was going to play for another three years. <laughs> and, and the reality hit me about two weeks later that yeah. it was it was it was all over. But it was it was perfect because um, you know I had quite a long career, and um, I went through it, and it was like I had an ending. You know, mm. like I see a lot of people walk through the doors that you know they say hang on whatever but you should play footy for as long as you can yeah um but they walk away by either getting pushed or 
you know, a little bit unhappy. I was yeah. slapping high fives, hugging everyone. And yeah. like, like even now, I'll go back to the footy club and just so happy. So it was a bit like Crawford. I could never work out why he ended the way he did. He just disappeared after the flag. Same thing, you know, there's no. Not pushed, not injured, not well, you were injured, but like not shoved out the door. But what a highway to get out and to win that flag um, was incredible. And I must say, and I must ask because I've had a shitload of messages about this. Now, does these words uh, ring a true at all? Let me set the scene here: <laughs> grand final, playing Collingwood, we're down by five goals. Yeah. You <laughs> know what happened? Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I I remember a bloke said that. Yeah. So, so if you, you've remembered him, what do you remember the story behind what happened? Because you you got through your career pretty, and for in, in the clean, in, yeah, in the, but in the big thing is dick all in the end. But like, can you remember? Well, you probably don't have a clear memory, but what what happened? Yeah. So. I I hadn't slept really. We, and to paint the picture, sorry, a Snapchat got out or a video got WhatsApp, out of yeah. a WhatsApp chat got out. So that's what happened. And the pressure came on. Can you remember what, what was the story? Yeah, so I it was the night. It was the morning after the win of the granny. So I we'd been out all night um, and had a pretty good night. And, yeah, uh, I was in my room and I was throwing my stuff together and about to get on the team bus. And I yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to put this on the team WhatsApp. And yeah, I'm going to get a good you know entry onto the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, like, the boys loved it. You know, like, but I did so. <clears throat> It was on the team WhatsApp and there was another small group that got it. So I don't think it was one of your teammates that let it out, but it's... Yeah. Do you have an inkling? Don't say. I, but know ge- who, I know who did it, yeah. But I, ne- I never chased it up and, um, you know, like you said, it was like if that's the Did the person thing, come to you or not? No, I just uh. know who did it. Okay. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it was... So anyway, it, three days later, um, we're at Nick's house mm. getting our tattoos. And I'm, that's right. I'm up and about... And cherry ripe, yeah, cherry, yeah, and about to get my tattoo. And someone sent me the message. It was my brother sent me the message, and I was like, "Oh, he, I never sent that." What chatting, yeah. And then I had another person send it to me, and then the penny dropped. It was like, "Oh fuck, this is yeah, this is out." So I rang the footy club, and you know, I spoke to Peter Staples, who's like our integrity officer, the glue in any crisis. He assured me that he would be able to shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, mate, it's on Facebook. So they say something like, if it spreads to one person, you can time seven on every single person that it goes to. So that they naturally send it to seven others. Yeah, it got sent to everyone. (laughs) So... I've actually driven through Geraldton and seen someone's car with a sticker of the quote. On oh, the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm getting my tattoo. I was, and I was flat. I was just, I you were like, flat as a pancake, yeah, weren't you? Let me, just let me get an apology out there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to seem like a cockhead, but it was, I look at it now. I wasn't really disrespectful to Collingwood or anything like that. It was just a, a fun thing that got out there and, yeah. No, you're right. You didn't, you didn't poke at anyone. If you'd said, you know, I, I know, can't, yeah. who would you play on that day? Uh, Maynard? I can't even remember. Yeah, Maynard, maybe something oh, like that. Possibly. But, yeah. like, yeah, if you had gone, oh, Maynard was shit, no, fucking no, doubt him, and Grundy, you packed up, and yeah, I get that would have been, but it was literally, yeah, you, told was story. Us, yeah. you told the story. You told the story. It's a short <laughs> version of what actually happened. I mean, if I was going to, if I if I bought the DVD, <laughs> and on the back you get the blurb, <laughs> if it had said, let me set the scene here, grand final, playing Collingwood, we're down by five goals, do 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 Know what happened? It's I would go. I know what's happened. You've summed it up a two-hour event in two and a half sentences, mate. Yeah, well, you, you're probably right, but yeah, well, the boys loved it anyway. When I got on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I wanted. Well, the boys got a laugh, but yeah. uh, so the apology. But everything blows over, doesn't it? Oh, <clears throat> Pretty mate, quickly. It was, two, it was not even a, like not even a lot. The news people. I was a bit but worried. You were, you, you were really flat, weren't you? It took the shine out of the grand final for a day or two for you. Oh, I did, man. You had like, the wife pick you up and yeah. um, all that sort of business. Well, I, I did you end up getting the tattoo? Yeah, I got the tattoo. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a beauty It's the old school <laughs> on the ankle But don't forget I was dropping the kids off at school the next day And I was like Oh, oh man, no I'm pretty tight with my kids' teachers and that And I was like All friendly And I was like Oh they're going to see me dropping the C-bomb yeah. It's like It was, wasn't what I wanted when I, when I had kids If it wasn't for that I was, I was No fine. dramas yeah. yeah It's funny And things do blow over I found myself in a little hickledy-pickledy <laughs> End of last year but similar story, you dropped the kids at school. I made a comment about um, the races and, and um, the day M gave birth. Oh, but the day that all came out, I had to go see the obstetrician. Yeah. So <laughs> we had an obstetrician meeting and I sat there and I was like, oh, 
I felt like such a clown. I was so embarrassed. Anyway, the obstetrician goes, look, mate, if I walk into the room and the footy, the cricket or the races isn't on, I think something's not right. And right. I was like, oh, well, I yeah. thought he was judging me, but he was really, really good. It's it always, in your own world, you th- even now, I look, like I'm outside of footy and I look at some of the headlines and all that sort yeah. of stuff, and when you're in it, it's just, you think it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. As an outsider looking in, you sort of see it, gloss over it. It's 100%. nothing. You, know? uh, you get 24 hours, that's gone. Yeah. It, it is actually gone, gone. Hey, before we do wrap, I've just got a couple of questions. Who was the best you've ever had on, off, say, obviously like having a beer, time for a beer. Who's the best you've had a beer with? Oh, teammate. Uh, yeah, teammate. Coxie would yeah. be up there. You know, you just have to look at his rig. On, and mate, I've, I've blown out. <laughs> no, Big, you're actually in good nick at the moment. Well, I wore runners deliberately, so you think I'm active? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Probably the same. Um, yeah. But Co- no, mate, Coxie's Co- good. Coxie, I was, like I would say, JK and Lynch here up there. Um, but Coxie, in terms, and he was just an absolute pest as mm. well. You know, like he, but a, a good bloke and would great just, bloke. Yeah, yeah, and he would put his eyes on you and and just say, <laughs> "Well, this bloke's absolutely going through hell today. If we're going in around, so, yeah." Big Dino, um, he's probably the best drinker I've, I've been around. Did you ever get up to Dampier? You would have done a couple of Dampier trips with Coxie. No, nah, I missed the trip. I actually missed one. Um, the big one we went up. Yeah. You, you had surgery, didn't you? I had surgery, yeah. so I couldn't go up. And I, one I missed with a funeral, and I remember he came back down and it was like a drinking game, and it was everyone mm. who didn't go to Dampier had to skull, <laughs> and I was like, oh, sweet, I'm off here. I had a funeral. Yeah. And he's put an egg in my beer and made me skull. <laughs> You know, like that was the sort of bloke he was, but great for the team. Mate, and the worst bit about Cox he was, like every character, every footy club has characters, but so Dean Cox, usually Ruckman, if they're characters, you can really still give them shit about being shit at footy or dopey or Dean Cox was also probably your best player. Like, yeah, you did, best there player. there best wasn't player. too many angles you could go after Coxie for. He was bulletproof. You could not get him. Best player I've played with. Yeah. And like, like you say, most Ruckman are... Uh, a dopey or whatever He mm. was good at everything So like table tennis You know it, Like you couldn't Nah you couldn't get him He was one of the most skillful players Well you were good at everything You were You're the one I say Couldn't beat Basketball You're a bit shit <laughs> No That's a lie I was in the starting five hundred percent But like basketball, cricket um, All sorts You know You were pretty competitive too though Like You couldn't do anything where it wasn't You've got to throw a tennis ball at this thing you got to kick a footy through the door you got to hit a basketball shot or whatever but those basketball sessions we used to have, like, we used to train hard, but sometimes the basketball was harder, wasn't it? Basketball and cricket in the warm-up room, yeah. mate. Uh, it's probably cost me half a dozen games <laughs> in my career with injury at training, so... And what about Nick Nat? Like, he's obviously tall, dark. You'd think, you'd assume he'd be the LeBron James of the basketball world. Is there a worse basketballer in the AFL? He, mate, he is absolutely... He can dunk it. Other than that, he's like Shaq at the free throw line. He is, he's isn't he? Horrendous, mate. He's a like, bobbling mess. He talks it up and he actually doesn't play that much because he knows how bad he is and he likes to keep the... He talks like he knows everything. He educates himself on like LeBron and tweets shit or whatever. So people go, oh, Nick Nat must be good at basketball. He's atrocious. The worst I've ever seen. He's, mate, it's not just basketball. He's probably only good at footy. That's about it. That is it. Yeah. That is it. Um, before we do wrap, I've got two more. Uh, your best moment, you've, you know, the crowning moment of your footy career, premiership aside, have you got one that you think, oh, that was a pretty good memory? Yeah, it was probably, I think it was 2011. Yeah. It was, was probably one of the most fun years of footy because we came off the wooden spoon. That's right. And finished Prelim? Top. Yeah, we yeah. made the prelim. And we uh, yeah, we were going through, you know, some pretty good form. We were all going to get actually get tattoos if we won it. Like we were talking like we were going to win it. Yeah, as you do though, like oh. it's crazy. There must be 10 or 12 clubs out there that go, oh, we'll win it this year, no dramas. And it just sometimes fizzles out. But you guys were from bottom to top nearly. Yeah, well – like we were going to get rags to riches, oh, right? <laughs> um, around the and we knew we could. We just didn't think we would. Like, yeah. that, was, that was the tattoo. Like so, like, Shuey would have been involved. Shuey glassy scooter. Yeah. So it was. You know, we had those plans. We got smacked between the eyes in the yeah. in the prelim, but that was probably one of the most fun years because I, I knew what what side we had. Like we had a good side, but the years previous had all been about off field stuff. Yeah, of course. So. I, that's one of my big regrets in my career is I feel like we lost probably a three-year chunk of of having a, absolute, a, a crack at it coming off those Because of all the other shit that was going on in the yeah, background. Yeah, mate. It was, it was all about off-field and yeah. drugs. And, like, every week we would have meetings and then 
2011, our like our focus changed to footy, and we just you know jumped really quickly. So, what might have happened if we if we didn't go through all that? Who knows? All right, last one, and I like to crown on this moment is you heading to where's the best footy trip you've been? Oh, I went to Vegas in 06. Right, we'll call it. Va- oh, you there in the Vegas oh, trip 06? Yeah, I was there. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> a lot happened <laughs> <laughs> Everyone came back alive Yeah, yeah um, So you go to Vegas You've got five people at the, at the dinner table You're one of them You've got four others to come with you that you've played with Or that are around the league that you know well Who are four others you'd love to go to Vegas with for an end of trip? Oh... JK, yeah, he's a he's a lock. Is it true that he drank twenty four export cans without having a piss? Nah, uh, yeah, I think he sat. Yeah, he <laughs> sat on, I think he pissed himself. Was, <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's he will rock up and sit on his esky with it a little flat. Doesn't he? It's so funny, mate. Though he goes through his fads. The last time we were sitting around a fire pit drinking, and, and I ended up getting real pissed. Yeah. And he got up and was like, all right, I'm leaving. I saw him grab his car keys. <laughs> like, he's not driving pissed. So I picked up what he was drinking. He was drinking zero percent. <laughs> the last two years, he's been drinking zero percent beer. Oh, mate, there you go. We remember actually one night around at JK's after you won the flag, and we'd all had a few drinks, and Nick Nat tried to tell us she was on 50 grand. Oh yeah, <laughs> you remember well, that? It's less than the it's less than the base wage. He's like, nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tried. So you got uh, JK, JK, Shuey, Shuey, good fun. Shuey, um, Coxie is the, another the one. St- certain there's, starter. There's you got one, one more seat. One more seat. Ah, oh. <laughs> it's it's hard because a couple of them have run into. Like, I would love to bring Curry along, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can make it. Um, yeah, mate. I'll t- I think with that group and. The, the back half of my career. I'll bring, I'm bringing you along in that oh, group. No, no. Yeah, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you to Vegas, especially with no footy involved. I think. Can you imagine fun. me at a pool party? <laughs> can you imagine me standing with Dick Tom? I actually can. That's a scary thing. <laughs> Gee whiz, M's a lucky girl. Anyway, mate, I really appreciate you jumping on. Um, Mark the Crab, mega star of the competition, out in the wilderness now, killing it up in Marmy, and we need to go to that. What's that surf that club. club? Yeah, angling club there. I need to get a membership. Yeah, well, Pull the string it's, a way, it's a long wait list mate well, You wait until triple M I can probably <laughs> just drop a few things And end up getting one uh, But anyway mate Thanks for joining me Love the way you played Fuck you're a champion player And uh, to win the flag But also a bloody ripper So thanks for jumping on mate And uh, look forward to catching up Many years to come Thanks mate It's been fun Cheers